you know, age group athletes can do the same, use this same techniques have achieved the same mental strength as as elite athletes um we're all we all have these same mental capabilities that triathlon show episode 108 Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and on today's episode, I interview Dr. Joanne Dolketter on real practical application of sports psychology for endurance athletes. Dr. Joanne is a sports psychologist and a licensed clinical psychologist. She's an Olympic performance coach with no less than five Olympic gold medalist clients. She's the number one best-selling author of Your Performing Edge. She was an elite athlete herself with career highlights including winning the San Francisco Marathon and finishing second in the Hawaii Ironman World Championships. And last but not least, she's been an expert guest on Oprah. So this episode is packed with practical tips and examples on how to use sports psychology to improve your performance in triathlon. So we'll get right into that after a warm thank you to our sponsors that help keep the show going. And first we have Precision Hydration. All that Triathlon Show listeners can get their first box of Precision Hydration for free by using the promo code Show, all one word, on precisionhydration.com. It's highly recommended that you take their free online sweat test first to make sure that you choose an electrolyte strength that is tailored for you. And as a personal example, uh, we just recently did uh, an epic 155-kilometer ride, with, uh, which included some intensity, 3 times 12 minute hill reps, and uh, towards the end of group rides like that, long rides with, uh, with intensity in it, and also in the day after, in the training in the day after, you can really see who is particular about hydration and fueling and who isn't, because it's not just your, your endurance that allows you to stay strong until the end and to bounce back quickly. A big part of that has uh, got to do with how you hydrate and how you fuel. And I'm happy to say that with precision hydration in all of my bottles, I was one of the athletes that uh, they got that right, uh, I would dare say. So check them out on precisionhydration.com. This episode is also sponsored by Stack. They have invented a groundbreaking indoor bike trainer that is the world's quietest trainer. It uses only magnets that don't even touch the wheels to create the resistance. Another great thing about the trainer is that it's very, very portable. I recently took it to a pool workout, so a swim bike brick where we do multiple rounds of swimming and biking in the pool on the trainers. So highly, highly portable. It folds neatly. You can learn more on stackzero.com. And as a Dat Triathlon Show listener, you'll get 20% off any of their trainer versions when you use the discount code TTS20 on stackzero.com. But without any further ado, let's hear what Dr. Joanne Dolketer has to say. 
So on this episode of That Triathlon Show, I'm joined by Dr. Joanne Dolketter. Uh, Dr. Joanne, how are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you. Great to be here. It's great to have you. I've uh, just read your bio in uh, the introduction so the listeners know a bit more about you and all the, the amazing accomplishments that uh, that you've had both as an athlete and uh, also as a sports psychologist and the clients that you worked with. Uh, so, and sports psychology, of course, being the topic of today's interview, that's what we'll dive into Let's maybe start with uh, just uh, if you can give some examples of uh, to illustrate how important it is. How has uh, working with you and uh, improving sports psychology transformed the performances of uh, some of the athletes that you worked with? And you can talk about both elite and normal age group athletes. Oh, sure. Well, first, I think one of the best examples, uh, if I could tell my own story, um, working with myself <laughs> as an yeah, elite. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I think that, that's uh, where I started with realizing that how powerful sports psychology and mental training is. When I was doing my first uh, the Hawaii Ironman triathlon, this is back in October of '82. That was the longest distance I'd ever done, and I'd done some mental training, but I uh, things don't always turn out as planned. And I got there to Hawaii, the Ironman. I uh, the race started. We did the 2.4 mile swim. The bicycle 112 miles and got off the bike and I was exhausted. I was ready to quit. I just, uh, you know, it was uh, the hottest part of the day in the afternoon, hundred degrees out. I was, I thought, you know, why did I even sign up for this race? And I was really, I was just walking and, uh, another woman behind me who had beaten in several other races. I thought, Oh God, even she's passing me. She was making fun of me. And I got, I was livid. I thought I got to do something to get myself going here. And then I remembered from my sports psychology training, from my mental training, you can go to a time in your mind when you felt good, when you felt strong, and and draw energy from that experience to help you when you're in trouble. So I thought, okay, what's the time when I felt really good? What's the time? Ah, oh, I know, the time I won the San Francisco Marathon two years earlier. So I go there in my mind. And so I imagine myself, I visualize myself there in the in San Francisco, I'm actually able to cool down my body as I'm visualizing running in the fog of Golden Gate Park. And I, I'm physically focused, I'm mentally relaxed, everything is going smoothly, I'm in the zone, I actually win the race that day and uh, in 20 minutes faster than I'd ever run before. And uh, it was an amazing race. And so now I carry that energy with me back into the Hawaii Ironman Triathlon that visualization and uh, I realized, hey, I'm not walking anymore. I'm actually running. I am back in the race. People are saying, hey, you look great. And I started out the, the marathon in 19th place. And with that visualization, the momentum just kept building and building. And before you know it, I'm in 14th place and then I'm in 10th place and I'm in fifth place. I'm looking at the turnaround there uh, and toward Javi and, and the women are looking horrible. It was so tired. I thought, hey, I've got a chance here. And I, I come back and I, around the turnaround, I actually get into third place. I look ahead of me. There's the previous race winner, Kathleen. And I actually pass her like she, you know, she was the one walking at that point. And I, I come in strong. I finish in second place. And for me, that visualization 
transform my entire experience, allowed me to run the race of my life. And what we can learn from that, I think, is three words, uh, visualize to energize, you know, go to, I thought, wow, that's it, visualize to energize, that's the main thing we need to do, go to a time when you were strong and feel that now, and you can bring that energy in, just like I did in the Ironman. So I think that's a great lesson that um, people at any any level can learn. So that's my story, and then I can share with you some other athlete stories if you'd like to. Yeah, yeah, that's. I just got a, a comment that that's so powerful, especially hearing that you could physically cool yourself down with uh, imagining that San Francisco race experience. It's uh, it's really a great story to showcase how how powerful this is. But yeah, go on to talk about your athletes' stories. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, we, that that story of cooling myself down shows that. You know, there's much re- there's a lot of research showing when we the mind doesn't know the difference between a, something we're imagining and something that's actually happening so why not use that um, connection mind body connection to have to use what to do what you accomplish what you want to do so you can use that that technique for anything if you want to cool down just uh, imagine yourself in a cool place so another example of an elite athlete I worked with was uh, Uh, Shannon in the 2012 Olympics in uh, in London, and uh, she was having a, a tough time. She was a 1500 meter runner. She was running on the track, and was you know just uh, worried about getting boxed in. When you're running on a track, you have uh, you know um, they're not in their own separate lanes, and so she, uh, you know, needed wanted to feel more aggressive and be able to hold her own space and not get, you know, bullied around by other athletes. It's amazing. Uh, sometimes on the track, it's like a contact sport, and so she imagined. Um, I, I I used I worked with her using a number of techniques. One was, uh, you know, just I said, um, Shannon, think of an animal. What animal? embodies that the qualities that you want to have in your race and she said I, I think a tiger would be really good and so I said okay let's go to um, YouTube and look at videos of tigers and what they you know when they're focused on their prey that that look in their eye of focus there's nothing that's going to get in the way between that tiger and dinner and uh, you know it's just total laser focus and and also aggression and whatever you need to do to 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 win, to get your goal. And so I had her um, study the tiger and um, imagine. And then I said, you know, in our visualizations and our work together, I said, Shannon, you are the tiger. And uh, I was able to use that to, you know, she felt a lot stronger on the track and, and just being able to to feel more focused and feeling just like she's she's going to get to her goal no matter what and it was able to transform her her running so she she did really well in the olympics uh, another example of uh, age group runners is uh you know some um, a triathlete i worked with a woman who was ha- you know a bit fearful about being able to finish uh an ironman triathlon you know it's a really long daunting distance and and so we used uh what i call the ma- my magnet technique and i said uh you know with each runner in front of you when you're doing the the marathon imagine 
rather than working so hard to catch up, imagine there's a runner in front of you that you want to uh, pass or you want to keep up with. Imagine putting a magnet on the back of that runner. So rather than working so hard, imagine that magnet is drawing you toward that person effortlessly. So you feel their energy pulling you along and they're doing the work rather than you. And she used that technique several times and to be able to, to stay with uh, another runner she wanted to stay with. And then I said, now that you, when you're getting to a hill, put the magnet on the top of a hill to draw you to the top of a hill. And, and uh, as you get closer to the finish line, put the magnet on the finish line to you know, use that energy, feel it drawing you toward it. And it's a very powerful technique. She was able to you know, finish and do really well in her uh, first Ironman triathlon and, and just feel, uh, you know, just with this daunting distance, be able to you know, help take away a lot of the fear and anxiety too, to feel like she had a technique and could use her mind to get a better performance out of her body. Yeah, so that, that, those, those are really good examples and, and very practical. I just already t- starting to think about what, what animal you, you could, or I could imagine being, being in a yeah. triathlon race and, uh, and that magnet is, uh, is very, a very, very good and useful practical example as well that uh, I'm sure could work well for, for many people listening here. Uh, out of curiosity, do you have any, any people that you coach that are currently at the Winter Olympics that are going on as we record this interview? Yeah, I'm working with uh, uh, cross-country skiers, and uh, I can't say the names. Give me permission for uh, you know to use names that others want. It's uh, yeah, cross-country skier. Uh, you know, a lot of the same kinds of uh, that we do as triathletes as and. You know, being able to deal with, first of all, it's really cold. So I'm be able to um, warm up the body, just kind of the opposite of what I did in the Ironman. Imagine yourself in a warm place and be able to warm yourself up uh, as you're um, a- as you're doing the cross country race and uh, using that magnet technique again to be able to to um, uh, one athlete I worked with. Uh, he was, you know, doing a lot of negative thinking and thinking, I, I can't do, you know, this is too, there's too much pressure here. Uh, there's just, the stakes are so high. In the Olympics, you know, it's like the whole world is looking at you and all this four or eight years of training comes down to this single moment. So working with them, I worked with this guy to be able to, you know, just to, to to look at the other competitors just like you are. There's a, a really powerful statement you can just say, just like me, just like me. So if you see another competitor thinking, oh, they're so much better than me, they're so much faster, just say, just like me. That other athlete puts on their pants one leg at a time, just like me. That athlete has fears and anxieties, just like me. That other athlete has ups and downs, just like me. That other athlete has goals and 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 aspirations, just like me. And it makes uh, the other competitors seem just, you know, and if you're an age group runner, you can apply the same technique so that uh, if you think someone, oh, I can't believe so and so is here at the race, you know, we say to ourselves, oh, oh there goes first place. Uh, but you, if you see the other person as just like me, that they have, they're human, they have good days and they have bad days, 
then you can see that you everyone has an equal chance that uh, we're just human and they're not a formidable force that, that you can uh, excel just like uh, just like they can so um, I, I've been working you know had a lot of success with those kinds of techniques with, with athletes regardless of the level yeah yeah uh, in at the point end of the sports at the elite end uh, what's your take on the statement that we sometimes see thrown around that it really is uh, the physical differences between athletes are are minimal and and to be gold medal winner or fourth place or even second place it's it's mostly on the mental side that the battle is won or lost what's your take on that do you agree or not I agree that it's mostly on the mental side. Yeah, the performance is 90% mental. And, you know, it's uh, our experiences, you know, 10% of it is, is what happens to us. And then 90% of it is how we perceive it, how we, how we deal with it in our minds. And so that's the good news that we have so many techniques where we can turn things around and uh, be able to, uh, you know, see the, the cup is half full instead of uh, half empty. Um, and there's so many ways that you can, uh, uh, I, I use a technique where I have athletes put, take a piece of paper and draw a line down the center and put your negative thoughts, your self doubts on the left-hand side, which we all have, you know, like I'm so slow or I'm, I'm never going to get faster. This is why does this always happen to me? Those kinds of things. And with each uh, negative thought, then you go to the right-hand side of the page and put what I call positive reframing or I call them power words, create a power word statement. So instead of saying, I'm never going to get better. You might transform. I asked them, what's the opposite of that? Or if you were coaching someone else, it's always easier to, to see and coach someone else. What would you say to that person to uh, turn that statement around? And instead of saying, I'm never going to get better, you could say, I'm, yeah, I'm making progress every day or each day is another chance to, to move forward. So, you know, being able to, uh, to change those statements, we can always change. We can't change our circumstances all the time but we can change our our thoughts and our emotions we can change how we see things and it's just it's very empowering to to everyone yeah that, that's that's very useful and i'm a total amateur of course on uh, in the this field of psychology but i i think i seem to remember reading about how uh, emotions are more like uh, they they are they are what they are but and we can change them but feelings is what uh, the emotions uh, generate basically so so you can you you can have an, an emotion that's sort of i don't know if anxiety is an emotion maybe for racing but but then you can turn that the feeling that you get from that emotion into uh into excitement instead of actually feeling anxious and, and the feeling is really what you uh what you experience in your mind and, and that's how you can can get that positive uh, positive self-talk and, and positive experience in general going is uh is that something that uh seems seems reasonable sure yeah and i think it's really important say before like before the beginning of a race like a before triathlon starts uh it's it's important to have a ritual or a routine of some sort to get yourself into the zone into the right frame of mind and uh and so you know age group athletes can do the same use this 
same techniques, have achieved the same mental strength as as elite athletes. Um, we're all we all have these same mental capabilities. So, for instance, uh, um, you know, before a race, you could use if you're too you know not getting excited enough, you could jump around. Um, you see swimmers doing that a lot before um, the start of a, a triathlon. You could uh, run, uh, just, uh, you know, get yourself excited. Or, or if you're too anxious, which is most of us, you know, get too panicky, uh, then you can do the opposite. You can use breathing exercises, deep abdominal breathing to uh, to relax. And, you know, as you breathe in, breathe in some one quality that you do want, like say to yourself, I'm breathing in strength. And then as you breathe out, breathe out and just, you know, breathe out the tension, let go. So with each breath, you know, breathe, the next breath, breathe in confidence, you know, choose a quality that you do want and then breathe out and just let go of the um, unwanted thoughts. So it's that way, if you have that kind of technique beforehand, then you can self-regulate. You can regulate the type of, you know, your energy level so that you're not too relaxed you're not too lackadaisical and you're not too anxious, but you find that sweet spot get just in the zone that you want. Mm. So, so you mentioned there that, that age groupers can achieve the same mental strength, uh, strength as elite athletes, which uh, I think is uh, very, very positive for us to hear uh, because it uh, might not seem possible at times, but uh, uh, I believe you. So, so what, what do you think is... Uh, perhaps uh, the one or two most important things that age groupers can do to to improve their mental strength in uh, in triathlon i'd say that uh visualization is really powerful and that you can um you know, use, I, I have what I call the three P's positive in my book, your performing edge. I talk about the three P's uh, technique, which is the first one is positive images. And so see yourself doing it right. Uh, visualize to energize. We usually see ourselves doing it wrong. Uh, you know, if we've had a mistake or something didn't go right, we, we play that over and over in our minds. And then the body follows those mental instructions, whatever we visualize whatever we mentally rehearse that's what's most likely going to happen so what we you want to do is uh use positive images see yourself doing it right uh and so if you are seeing you know thinking oh god i hope i don't like you know say you're you're starting the swim and you say i hope my goggles don't fall off hope my goggles don't fall off hope my goggles don't fall off <laughs> you're rehearsing that very thing that you don't want to happen and so your brain right brain is saying oh goggles are going to be falling off whereas you want to say you know see yourself see a new movie in your mind so see yourself you know entering the water everything going right just uh, swimming smoothly everything's uh, in your goggles are staying on. So visualize yourself uh, doing it right the way that you want. And then the second technique I would say is what I call power words. So you want to, um, you know, use your thoughts and your, uh, your words to reinforce your uh, goals, what it is that you want to happen. So uh, most of us are the, the mental mistake most of us make is that we uh, say uh, we, uh, you want to do say what you do want, don't say what you don't want. And most of us are in the second category, not don't, don't say what you don't want. Uh, we're saying, uh, you know, on the bike, don't get a flat tire, don't get a flat tire, don't get a flat tire. <laughs> or we're, uh, 
you know, um, uh, running, don't die on the run, don't die on the run. And so we're reinforcing that part, but uh, you want to change that around to saying what you do want to happen. So saying, uh, um, I am, and, and say it in the present tense rather than the future. So say, I am, um, my bicycle is cooperating with me. <laughs> I'm riding smoothly on the bike. Everything's going well. Uh, I am, or I am getting faster all the time. I'm gaining more energy instead of, you know, uh, you're usually saying, I don't get, don't get too tired. Uh, say to yourself, I'm, I'm drawing in more energy, uh, saying those kinds of things and using words with ing at the end. So I am moving closer to my goal i you know it's it's not you don't want to say i'm a, i'm a great athlete it's something like that because it's it's too far out there and your brain is it's easy to say oh great athlete yeah right uh it's much better to say um something with an ing at the end i am becoming a better athlete so that you see it it's in, in a dynamic uh, moving forward Second P is power words, uh, positive images, and then power words. And the third P is what I call present focus. These are all things that age group athletes can do to really get your performing edge. The third, with present focus, you want to just work on uh, it's how to be right on, right here, right now, in the present moment. We're usually thinking about the past, uh, what happened before, which what I should have done, what I could have done, or the future the oh no oh my god <laughs> omg uh what if this happens but what we want to be is right here right now in the present because that's all that we can control anyway right it's just the the present moment and our thoughts and what's going on right now so working on being being present when you're doing the swim instead of you know if you're doing an Ironman and if I was thinking about the finish line that's way too far in advance you think it's just too daunting you know if you're in the swim you think just this and that's a great statement to say to yourself just this something and fill in the blank just this first buoy and you know when you're swimming just get to the when you come just this yeah when you're on the this station get to the first aid station or just this mile uh when you're just turn getting to the turnaround or just this this mile just this person just uh, uh you want to chunk it down to the, the one thought that you have because our brains can only take in you know small bits of information at a time so think uh think of one thing that you want to work on that's right in front of you right in the present then you'll have that present focus so those are the three p's uh three techniques i would emphasize for age group athletes uh po positive images power words and present focus and the a way to remember that is see it say it do it so see it first in your mind. See it, say it, do it. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good one. Right. Yeah, really, really good. Do, do you do you have uh, what power words? Did you use power words yourself, or or was that before you had developed the the concept of power words? Or uh, and if so, when when you were competing, I mean, at uh, as an athlete yourself, and, and what were kind of some power words or mantras that worked for you? I think in the uh, marathon, especially, you know, doing the Ironman. 
I was so tired. And this is uh, back in October 82, before we had power bars, before, uh, you know, all the fancy sports drinks and uh, before aero bars, before toe clips on our bicycles. So, um, but I would, I would say like on the, the run, uh, just this person in front of me, if there was anybody there, a person in front, just this person, uh, um, so that I would just focus on the one person in front to try to stay with them or pass them, or I'd say just this mile. Uh, and I would say to myself, I'm getting closer to the finish line. I'm getting closer as I get, you know, tw- 12 mile, you know, half, halfway through the marathon, I'd say, okay, tw- instead of 13 miles to go, I'd say 12.9 miles to go You know, 12.9 psychologically sounds a lot closer somehow than 13. And, you know, as I get closer, I'd say 5.9 miles to go, 4.9 miles to go. And uh, just to chunk it down to uh, closer to the finish line there. And I'd say I'm gaining more, even though obviously you're getting tired, you feel terrible. I would say to myself, I'm gaining more energy. And I uh, I would imagine like a funnel on the top of my head and, you know, more energy coming in and through this funnel. So those are uh, powerful things you can do. It just kind of you're playing with yourself. You're chunking it. You're just you know uh, thinking of just a small little bit uh, that you have to do. Just think of the all we have to do is just this mile. It's like you're bargaining with yourself, and it makes it a mental game, mental game that you can win. Brilliant. And about the the visualization, uh, how and uh, and when should uh, should people practice that? Uh, so that's a great question, uh, Mikael. And I think. The best time is right before you go to bed at night. Research shows that what we're thinking about before we go to bed tends to be what we dream about. So, for instance, when I'm working with athletes and my website, drjoanne.com, I uh, talk about how you can um, well make them a custom visualization but you can also do, do this yourself where you imagine yourself, let's say, at uh, your best performance in the past and and bring in all five senses to the experience so you see and hear and feel what it's like to have that great performance. Relive that in your mind. And you can actually record, you know, I record it using my voice for people I'm working with. You could also record your own voice or just visualize it uh, right before you go to bed at night Or you could also visualize an upcoming uh, practice or an upcoming race that you're doing, an upcoming triathlon, and see yourself, uh, you know, performing really well and and that it being really smooth. And if you do that right before you go to sleep at night, then your subconscious mind will be working on that the next uh, eight hours. So when you get up in the morning, you'll... uh, you know, be ready to go. I did this myself before the Ironman when I was uh, wanted to improve my swim, and I watched videos of the UC Berkeley women's swim team that I had with me, and I, I watched the, it was underwater videos. You could see what their arms were doing under the water, and I watched that five minutes before I go to sleep at night. And so then, as I went to bed, uh, you know, that's what my mind is is working on. So I'd be swimming in my mind for the the next several hours processing that and in the morning when I get up I get in the pool and I had a much better feel for the water I know my times got faster that's really clever that's really clever and and, uh yeah uh, something that I'll try for sure so a final question before we go into the rapid fire questions I know it's uh difficult to uh to kind of get any 
quantitative uh, evidence of how well these techniques work but do you know any any studies or research that have tried to quantify or have quantified uh, how how much of a performance benefit you can get by by using for example visualization or, or any other uh, mental training or sports psychology uh, skills training yeah i think that there's a there's a lot of studies showing that uh, for instance uh, when you're doing uh, mental imagery that you what we visualize it, it really makes it can make a physiological difference uh, in the body and that uh, uh, you know the, the the more if you it, it not just one you know it, studies show that once you that if you're just doing one um, you know one session of say visualization that it's not that uh, not that effective but if you're doing say um, eight or 12 session you know over eight or 12 periods of time eight or 12 days uh, of visualizing every day that you're you know athletes are going to get a significant improvement in performance so we need to build this into our um our regular training just like we do physical training you do your swimming your biking your running training you know allow time for for mental training as well make it a structured part of your of your workouts and the great thing is that it doesn't really take extra time you can be doing your mental training while you are working out so studies show that uh, athletes who you know visualize while they're um, doing their uh, swim you know tend to improve their um, their swimming performances, same thing with bicycling and running. So when you're visualizing swimming, let's say in someone's in front of you, you can use that magnet technique and uh, play that mental game um, with it. See the person getting closer to you, put the magnet on their back or when you're uh, bicycling, imagine even if there is no one in front of you, you can imagine that you're that, that someone is there and that you're getting closer to them so there's a uh, and also a really powerful studies with um with cancer show that athletes that or i mean people that have uh, can visualize the uh the good cells eating up the cancer cells in the body they show that there's an improvement a vast improvement in their they're uh, you know reducing the number of cancerous cells in the body just through this visualization technique. So if that's true with cancer patients, you know uh, we can it's it's almost like we can you can clean yourself clean yourself out of the bad thoughts in your mind if you uh, use these uh, mental training techniques as well. Perfect. Uh, all right, uh, Dr. Joanne, let's take just 15 seconds or less to answer each of the following rapid-fire questions. The first one being, what's your favorite book, blog, or resource related to endurance sports or, of course, sports psychology? I'd say uh, there's a book. Well, of course, my book, Your Performing Edge, is very helpful, and uh, which has a lot of triathlon examples and is very mental oriented toward mental training and then also there's a book triathlon science uh which is uh published by human kinetics and it has a variety of uh is very research oriented and gives uh lots of techniques for triathletes in both the physical area and i was invited to write the the chapter on mental training for that uh, book so it's called uh, triathlon science that's good 
Yeah, it's a good one, and 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 that's how I how I found you and and asked you to come on the interview because I really really found that, that section on mental training great uh, a great read. What's a personal habit that's helped you achieve success? I think uh, before yeah, one thing that's helpful is you know at nighttime we tend to have all kinds of worries and anxieties or you know, there's all this clutter going on in the brain, so I'll tend to have a kind of do a, a dump I call it a kind of brain dump half an hour before bedtime and uh, write down everything that's going around in my mind so it's kind of like dumping out all the the stuff the to-do list for the next day or the worries oh I should have called this person or uh, whatever it is writing those things down so that you do the brain dump get that stuff almost like clearing out the trash in your brain and then uh, so then you're clear and then I Make sure that I, you know, don't have any screen time a half hour before bed because screens tend to really interrupt your sleep. So it's really important to get away from the computer and the phone before uh, bedtime. And then you could use that. And then you think, well, half an hour. What am I going to do with that half an hour? Well, you're brushing your teeth, and uh, during that time, you could be doing your visualizing and uh, so imagining, you know, the next day what your workout's going to be like. So I'll be doing that, visualizing the what I want to happen the next day and and also just uh, feeling grateful that's a that's a great uh, personal habit that I have that I, I recommend for everyone is think of what are three things I'm grateful for three three things that went well that day or three three overall things just grateful for you know like with triathlon we can all be grateful that we can swim bike and run grateful that when I was five years old, my parents took me to swim class and, you know, uh, gave me those valuable swim lessons and, you know, just all of those things that, uh, you know, instead of thinking, oh, I've got to, I've got to do this um, hard workout the next day, think, wow, I'm so grateful that what a gift, you know, that you can, that I can do, be active and do swimming, biking and running. And if I'm, all of us as triathletes, if we get sore from running, then it's okay because you can always just shift, you jump in the pool, shift to swimming or biking. So we have flexibility there. And finally, what do you wish you had known or wish you had done differently at some point in your career? I think, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I wish I'd started swimming earlier. <laughs> or uh, Earlier than five? <laughs> yeah, competitive swimming earlier, because that is a sport where y y it's good to know the, the technique. And uh, if, uh, um, you know, if you have that technique of... Uh, of the the correct technique for swimming when you're young then that can really help you later on um but uh and i wish that you know with women i wish that you know we women had more opportunities uh we didn't have as many opportunities when i was growing up for for coaching but now it's good women are getting a lot more recognition so for personal and athletic achievements so that's really exciting that's when women started to get on the cover of magazines for um for you know say runner's world magazine and triathlon magazine that's what really inspired me to i said i gotta do this triathlon thing this is this is uh this is awesome <laughs> yeah that's great uh, so thank you so much uh, dr joanne for your time this uh, evening or this uh, today uh over in california uh, so you you can be found on uh, it's uh, drjoanne.com that's your website correct that's right d r j o a n n.com yeah 
and uh, we'll also link to things like your book, uh, the your performing edge, uh, and uh, and the other resources that we've mentioned. Do you have a social media account that you that you're regularly using that we should also send the listeners to? Yeah, you can just go to to uh, Facebook and just search on my name on Dr. Joanne Dahlketter, um, and uh, Twitter, same thing. It's uh, yeah, I've got I'm um, on all the social media. YouTube, there's lots of helpful videos there. My social, uh, see, YouTube is uh, Performing Edge is my channel there. So yeah, and uh, on my, on the website, drjoanne.com, there's uh, free lots of free resources there. Uh, my top ten tips, you can download those for free, and uh, all kinds of helpful tools uh, specifically for triathletes for to help you get your performing edge. Yeah, and I spent a good time watching your videos and they were really great. So I highly recommend the listeners go and check them out uh, as well. All right, Dr. Joanne, thank you so much again. It was uh, a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Mikkel. Appreciate being here. Hope that you found that episode useful. My key takeaways from it are definitely first, the three Ps, positive image, power words, and present focus. I really think that those are a simple way to kind of uh, illustrate what you should be focusing on and, and how you can how you can improve the way that you use your mental uh, strength or your psychology to your advantage in races through imagery or visualization, through power words or mantras, and through being focused on the present in the actual moment. Another thing that I want to point out is that I actually went back to Dr. Joanne's uh, section that she wrote in Triathlon Science, the chapters on sports psychology, and there were a lot of things that piqued my interest, but here's a particularly interesting quantitative result that I wanted to share with you to to show how, how powerful this can be. So there was a study done that... Uh, some one one of the groups they just visualized going to the gym and doing strength exercises and that caused a 13.5 increase in muscle strength so let's say you do a 100 kilogram squat and then you just uh, that that's your one rep maximum and and then a few weeks later after you visualized it uh, you do a 113 kilogram that's 13 more kilograms it's it's crazy how 13.5% is a whole lot and uh, and the well, the group that did train strength, they that they actually went to the gym, they got a thirty percent increase, so quite a bit more. But then, if you they didn't have a combined group, I don't think. But if they would have had, it would be have been interesting to see what that group would have gained. But that just just a small example showing how powerful visualization can be. Also, we talked with Dr. Joanne after the interview and uh, and I wanted to mention that uh, something that we didn't talk about in the interview is that if you're really into sports psychology, she also has a certification program on sportspsychologycertification.com. And if you're interested more in getting coached, and which is uh, individual uh, mental coaching, uh, sports psychology coaching, it uh, can be done online and remotely. You can find information about that on uh, Joanne, Dr. Joanne's website, which is drjoanne.com. And the show notes for this episode, as usual, are on thattriathlonshow.com. 
And uh, if you don't mind, please help me spread the word about the show and so to help me reach a wider audience by sharing it with your friends, your triathlon teammates, your clubs uh, at the local pool. And also, if you can, rate and review it in the Apple Podcast app or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, really. Uh, Anything helps. Thank you, finally, for our sponsors that help keep the show going. Stack Performance is uh, the company behind the most successful bike trainer ever launched on Kickstarter. Uh, It's the Stack Zero. If you're looking for a new trainer, I highly, highly recommend getting a Stack. Uh, That's what I ended up getting after a lot of obsessive-compulsive research. And later this year, you will be able to easily upgrade it to a variable resistance trainer. Uh, It will be super easy, really. Once that feature is released as well, you don't have to get a new trainer for that. You can learn more on stackzero.com. And also listen to my interview with Andrew Buckrell, who is a co-founder of the company, back in episode 47 of the podcast. If you end up buying a trainer, use the discount code TTS20 for 20% off the trainer that you purchase. And thank you to Precision Hydration for sponsoring this episode and for getting me through my long rides and other adventures like swim runs and all sorts of craziness. I want to remind you once again to take their free online sweat test on precisionhydration.com to get your personalized hydration strategy for your next race and use the discount code thattriathlonshow, all one word, which will give you your first pack of PH product for free. And for the female athletes especially, if you didn't listen to our episodes, episode two episodes ago, interview two episodes ago with Dr. Stacey Sims, we talked about how important it is to really be particular about your sodium intake in your fluid. So check that out and make sure to use the online sweat test to help you get that right. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlons.